Hi, welcome to Hearsay. I am your host, Diane Neal, and with me, as always, is my trusty producer, Danny. Hey, Danny. Hi, Diane. You look nice today. Oh, thank you. Um, I look like it's I look like because dumped. I took like a midday shower as Ooh. opposed to a morning shower because nice. I was out being a dirty liberal. So you're you're fresher than you normally would be. A little bit fresher, yeah. You know, I used to get so excited about stuff like that, Danny, until I ran, and then you realize what actually happens and how things are done, and you're like, oh, very little of it matters. Wow. Okay. You know, I would have loved to have knocked on doors for you. I would um, have loved that. You would have fit right in, too. That would have been fun. You know what? Maybe never say never. Maybe you'll end up running again for something. Maybe. You know what? I had this fantasy um, with the other Dan in my life, uh, who was my campaign manager. He and I, well, he first of all, he found this fabulous pair of shoes recently that were like American flag pumps. And we were like, Okay, we got to find a use for these. And we we're like, let's run for office down here in Florida. But I'm going to run as a Republican as a, like a real honest to God piece of performance art. So full on the Herman Cain, but really working it and just saying the craziest stuff like ever. Like, hey, look at you, brown boy. I love me Mexicans. You know, like, wow. <laughs> like, just like. You know, just really just to go off the rails, right? Like there should be no social programs. Hell, like oh, yeah. if you can't afford a car that can go off road, you shouldn't go. Like we don't need road, you know, just crazy stuff. I, okay, I would be in favor of this. Yes. But I'm convinced that this is how Donald Trump's presidency became a This theme. is exactly, except, <laughs> so, but the, the difference is when I get in office, right? Immediately, I'm going to go, ha, ha. You know what you got, people? You got a liberal. You got a raging liberal. You didn't even know it. You didn't even know it. You'll but be, look at, you know what? You never kid. know by looking at my pumps. These pumps are like killer. Yeah. Are they going to be leopard print? No, they're the pumps that Dan found. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, our guest for, so we have a guest for today. There we go. I'm so excited about this. So, um, no, they're the American flag pumps that started this whole idea that I would uh, run for office. Do you know what I used to wear? Because, like, obviously things were better than they are now. Uh, so one of my favorite pieces of footwear. First of all, I had these gorgeous the row uh, booties that were like American flag booties that I loved. But I also had a pair which I still have a pair of Gucci high tops with the snakes on them. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm bringing back. Don't tread on me. But for liberals. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Uh, yeah. I think it's more it's more pertinent to us these days. Can you hear me? Yeah, I did. I just wanted to see if I could get you to say that. Okay, can I tell you the fun? (laughs) I can't believe that works. Okay, can I tell you the funniest thing in the world, Danny? Wait, Uh hold on. Um, I was. I'm just. I'm making sure that the guests get. Like, I don't know why we never do this stuff ahead of time, but um, 
look at this. And there's someone else. I'm like, tape it with Danny. Call you afterwards. Like, like anyone at home wants to listen to that. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So I'm still in my swimsuit. I'm still wet from the ocean. Uh, I smell like crab sticks, but, <laughs> but I was standing in the ocean, Danny. I was standing in the ocean and I was talking to this woman, right? Cause this is what people do. They gather in the ocean and watch the sunset and everyone's from like all over the planet and they all like to talk. So I was talking to this lady who's like, I'm going to do her very nondescript, like Eastern European accent. And I was like, she's like, it's a beautiful evening. Right. And I'm like, they always sound sad about like everything. Right. I was like, it's like, it is so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. And she's like, except I worry about this time of day when the ocean is milky. The ocean is milky. The ocean is milky. I think she meant murky, but I like milky. <laughs> this time of day when the ocean, I, I worry about shark bites. I worry about sharks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, they, they generally try and avoid people. She's like, yes, but... You know, with all the Russians over there making so much noise, there's some Russians nearby making like just an absolute like atrocious amount of noise. Like it was it's very like a weird. random group of Russians. There are tons of Russians down here really? and Ukrainians. It's truly bizarre. Like it, it's, I find it very, very weird. And but like, because I always okay, this is like a small aside in the story. This is something I always think about, Danny. Who was the first? Right, like. Who was the first? Like, I want to know the first person from Somalia that showed up in America and ended up in frickin' Minnesota, right? And then called all of their buddies and were like, guys, like, I'm like, come to Minnesota, right? Because there's like a huge Somali community. And you're just like, who was the first dude? I'm excited everybody's here. I love that everybody's here. I just want to know who the first was of everyone in these very random arbitrary places that called up all their buddies and was like, come on over. Like, I found a spot. So that's what this place is, this part of right. Florida, yeah. for, like, Russians and Ukrainians. Like, it, it is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting how it's not, Anyway, like, sometimes she's like, with the Russians, with the making noise, it would attract them and, you know, urine. And I was like, urine? And then she's like, what I like to do is I like to put other people between myself and the sharks. And I'm like, okay, that's good to know. But I started talking to her, Danny. I was like, well, I wouldn't worry about the noise, right? With wild animals, the commotion, they usually tend to avoid it more than anything. It's not usually an attraction in any way, shape or form. And I'm like, and this time of the evening, it's not really in their feeding time. It's typically like eight or 9 p.m. And most of them feed nocturnal. So I'm going on this whole thing. And then, and then I'm like, also, too, in all scientific studies that are out at the moment and in different journals, I'm like, there's no evidence that urine, particularly human urine, is a shark attractive. Are you with me, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so no risk of sharks is what you're telling her. Very lo little risk of sharks. Right. But then do you know what I realized, Danny? What? I'm not a fucking scientist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not a marine biologist i'm not a shark scientist you're gonna have to beep out that effing but i'm none of those things danny i am absolutely zero percent of those things 
you do have like a lot of uh, scientific credentials, right? Yeah, I, mean, I absolutely you went to do. I do. And I, I like, and I read, but still, I mean, the way I was, I'm like, who the hell do I think I am? Just like the authority <laughs> on sharks today, just standing out in the, in the, in the ocean, just giving people facts about sharks, you know, like you got no need to worry, you know, like what, honestly, like, like what? It just struck me. But, you know, it was really weird. Um, I don't know who she thought was paying, you know? Was she paying? <laughs> Did she just assume that the Russians were paying? I don't know who was paying in this situation. She's I don't like, know clearly, why. because Russians here, many, many pee in ocean. There we go. Like, I'm not whatever. Yeah, many pe fish pee. <laughs> so, but that's, like... Is that true to the best of your knowledge that you really don't have to worry about human urine attracting sharks? Yeah, actually, uh, in every study that exists about it. Nice. Any urine, but specifically human urine, doesn't seem to be any kind of attractant. What about blood? Yes, 100% blood is, yeah. Blood does attract them? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even primate blood. What if you're a vegan? Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> being I don't think being vegan turns you into a vegetable. I think you still have blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I think well, you damn. still I think you still have blood. I could be crazy, but I'm <laughs> I'm a thousand percent sure. Okay, I, I just uh okay, I just said there's I sent the link. So <clears throat> what else is going on in life? For me personally, or like in life in general, either one. I'll take either. Um, well, honestly, there's not really much going on in my life personally. So, um, but I will say there's been a lot of crazy things going on in life in general, right? Well, it's kind of a nonstop barrage. Like, of you know, it's one thing that I'm really excited about. Tell me, my net worth just yeah. hit zero. Wow. Mm -hmm. Like you paid off all your loans or something? Um, Like $20,000 of my loans are getting canceled. No. Yes. That's fantastic. So yes, wait, tell us. So I don't, I don't really understand. I look, look at the deep sand ear itch. That's like, look, oh my God, there's sand in there, Danny. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Um, Because <laughs> I, it's one of the few things that I'm like, I, I didn't even look into it at all or read anything about it. So how does it work? So for anyone that makes less than $125,000 a year mm -hmm. or $250,000 if you're a joint filing situation, yeah. um, you get $10,000 knocked off your student loans. But if you were a Pell Grant recipient, meaning mm -hmm. that you were like poor enough to get, in addition to loans, also grants to help right. you pay for your school, then you get $20,000 knocked off no. your loans. Yeah. And then actually what's even better than that though, because that's amazing. But what's better than that is yeah. that they changed the whole like repayment situation to where if you're on a payment plan, it's like for a long time I was on a debt, like an income based repayment plan, right? Right. Which is awesome because I wasn't making enough money to really for a significant amount of time since I graduated, I wasn't making enough money to uh like really make a pay dent. like 
yeah to make a dent into it and so they were like okay hey we understand like just because you have a degree doesn't necessarily make you mean that you make a lot of money so you only have to pay x amount the problem is when right. I paid X amount, it was less than what the minimum payment of a loan typically would be. So the interest was like increasing the amount of loans that I had. Wow. Yeah. And you could never pay anything more so would, than that part of the interest. Yes. Yeah, so you so a lot of people end up in a situation where if they it's pay just getting the amount, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And that's how you like, that's why there are people that are in like their 40s, 50s, like they, they haven't gone to school in like 20 years or whatever. And yet somehow they have $500,000 in loans. They started out with like 50 or whatever, you know. Um, so oh, this oh, actually changes horrible. it to where if you're on an income based repayment plan, mm -hmm. now um, they won't tack on the interest as well. So your loan won't grow. Um and then that's, that's huge, right? Yes, that's huge, 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 huge. And then on top of that, um, the amount of money that you have to pay back, it's been based on your discretionary income, right? Right. But there's certain things that the government has never like counted towards that discretionary income. Right, right. Like, for instance, if you're living in a high cost of living area, they don't take that into account. Gotcha. I'm not sure how they're gonna like how they're gonna actually calculate it now, but I guess they're not going to think that you have a discretionary income that's larger than it is like they've done in the past. Okay. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, so payments should be less. You're not going to be getting more in debt by paying your minimum. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, honestly, like I'm super, super happy about this. Oh my gosh. Do you see this? They say they're yeah, here. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. I'm going to admit them. Hi, Coley. Where are you in the world? New Jersey. What, what part of New Jersey, if you don't mind saying? Uh, Sussex County, the highest tip of New Jersey. Oh, I know Sussex County well. That's exciting. Yeah. We can't see you very well, but we know you're there because we see you in silhouettes. Yes. Hey, there you are. There we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this is Danny, by the way. Danny Coley. Cool. I'm Diane. It's a pleasure. It's so Hi, nice Diane. to meet you. Hi, Diane. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Oh, my gosh. So what how, what are you what are you up to tonight? I mean, other than hanging out with us, obviously this is this is our Saturday night. We're living the dream. Um, I'm preparing for a walkthrough for the camp of volunteer cheering for tomorrow. Oh, really? So I have the walkthrough tomorrow. What are you volunteering yeah. for? Um, it's a camp called Lesapalooza, and awesome. it's for. Women loving women and non-binary people who are comfortable in women-centered spaces. Nice. And I'm just really excited. How, how old are the people that attend the camp? Over 21. Oh, so it's that kind of camp. From, yes. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like a real fun camp. How how long does camp last? Um, three days for volunteers. It lasts four. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Oh, that's going to be crazy fun. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited. And I'm oh. teaching a workshop at it. And I'm just so excited. Okay, wait, you have to tell what are you teaching the workshop about? Poetry. Very cool. Are you going to? That's very cool. You're a poet. Yeah, I am. I have three self published compilations. Oh my gosh, brava. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm working on my fourth right now, actually. Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. Danny, I mean, 
It's not often you have a poet in your midst. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. Are, I did read that you're a poet in your bio, and I was like, huh, interesting. Yes. Can we can we bother you to read us a poem? Um, sure. Let me just pull one up on my phone really quick. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. I mean to put you on the spot, but I do I do love poetry. And Danny loves his Chablis. (laughs) My Walmart wine. I just want to call it a Chablis. I don't know if it is or isn't, but I just want to call it that because I feel like saying Chablis. Chablis. What's what's amazing about this wine Mm -hmm. is it's too cheap to have a name. Wow. Other than white wine. Does it just come in a does it come in like a plain? Yeah, right? Like I'm like, does it come in a plain box that just says like wine? And then and and in parentheses white. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wine flavored beverage. Yes. Yes. Okay, speaking of okay, Coley, we were I was trying to just you know when you break your phone? You know those days that you're you're just like you're just, I don't know if you can see the back of this thing. And I'm just I because I don't want I want to make sure that I'm not interrupting your poetry. So I'm just trying with all my might to turn the volume off. <laughs> so I just found another thing that's wrong with it. That's good to know. Okay, hold on. Let me just turn it down this way as much. Okay, there we go. Uh, that was really funny. Sorry. <clears throat> Coley. <laughs> So this is my, one of my latest poems that I wrote. Um, It doesn't have a title yet, but it's, but it goes like this. She was told if she told anyone, she didn't really want it. She wanted attention. So she suffered in silence. No one knew until after it was supposed to happen. Until after she met them. Until after they hugged her. Until she made it home safely. When she finally said they saved my life, people thought it was attention-seeking. But she didn't want attention. She never did. She wanted the pain to stop, and it had. And she just wanted to shout it from the rooftops. She was alive, and for the first time in what felt like forever, she wanted to be. (laughs) Thank you. These are snaps in case someone can't hear them. That's but, beautiful. Yeah, that was that was beautiful, Coley. Thank you so much. I think that probably Powerful. speaks to a lot of the people listening. It certainly yeah. does to me. Yeah. Thank so you. That's it. so you're going to have Lesapalooza, which sounds incredible, and it's three days. How, so wait, yeah. how many people you're teaching poetry, which is super cool? Yeah. Obviously, you're really good at it. Oh, Thank you. How many how many people do they expect is like Camp Lesapalooza gonna have? Um to my knowledge, mm-hmm. I think we have about two hundred. It's a lot of choices. Wow. Yeah. I'm not say I'm not gonna say I'm not saying <laughs> that camp I, is just gonna be more of I got big... what you I got what you <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just gonna say you're gonna have a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of options. A lot of it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Oh my gosh, what a good time you're gonna have. Yeah, I'm excited. You should be totally excited. My therapist is even on me like helping me plan my workshop and everything she assigned my homework is to outline my workshop 
That's awesome. By the yeah. way, I mean, like this, you know, poetry can be incredibly therapeutic. Yes. And for a, a lot, lot of, of a lot of my poems and my last books have been covering the sexual assault I endured. Yeah, I I can imagine that would be a, a huge topic, but it pro yeah. it probably helps, right? Does it? I mean, you. It's very cathartic. And, and that's the thing, right? You just like, I mean, I know how that is. You just have to find the thing that helps the most for you. And if you have a talent for something like poetry, like that's a really good place to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I know one of the professors at my college that I go to um, has told me in the past that I make a really good shotgun because a lot of my poems are dark. He's like, well, let's see you make a handgun. Give us something else. <laughs> so do, have you made a handgun yet? Um, I think I have. That's cool. Um, but yeah. Always hard to switch up styles, isn't it? Do you have a, but do you have a favorite poet at the moment aside from yourself? Adrian Rich. Adrian Rich. I'll look up some Adrian Rich. Can I ask you, Coley, like as a survivor, um, yes. I've noticed that it seems that a lot of survivors are drawn to um, SVU and then in yes. turn have been really drawn to Diane because of her role of playing someone that has um, kind of given power and given voice to people that are in similar situations. Is that mm -hmm. part of, do you think that's part of the draw for you to like SVU and how you kind of ended up in that universe? Yeah, definitely. Um, I started watching SVU before I was sexually assaulted. Um, I started when I was like 13. Wow. I wanted to be in ADA for a sex crimes unit in a big metropolitan city. Awesome. Um, but then I realized that that requires a lot of confrontation and I'm not confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta know yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a great question, Danny. I think, a, I think a, a lot of, I mean, I mean, that's why, like, like Mershka and I did a lot of, like, rape crisis counseling and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. so many of the fans, have, you know, I, sort of, I mean, like, just women in general, it's like one out of four will be sexually assaulted, right, in their yeah. lifetime. And then, and then, yeah, you, you add that to people that watch the show. It's just a huge chunk of people. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, you end up hearing these stories for decades, and it, it's, it makes you... First of all, the thing that you realize the most is just how harmful it is to a human being. Yeah. It is almost worse than death because anyone it happens to has to like go through these horrible dark places and be like reborn before they come out the other side. And a lot of people don't make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, as you heard from my poem, I almost didn't. So. Yeah, yeah. And that poem was actually about Mariska and Miley. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Mariska's done so much good and brought so much awareness to this that 
I mean, can you imagine a world without Marishka, without Benson being around? No, and I never want to. No, like it's it's like it's crazy. It would be how how much like how much darker the subject matter would be for everyone. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's it's crazy what the impact she's had. It really is. Okay, so Adrian Rich. Yes. Do you have a favorite Adrian Rich poem? Um, it's definitely a tie between diving into the wreck and power. Are they like do you, like are they short enough to read? I mean like without I'd love power you to read one. Is definitely short power is definitely short enough. Oh, to will read. you pull it up? Will you pull it up? Yes. Oh, how exciting. And then, wait, uh -huh. Danny, do you have a favorite poet at the moment? Um I had a poet that I found recently. Like I'm not really that into poetry. Um let me remember the name real quick cuz He's like a super famous poet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really? struggling to he's, recall. He's, is he that famous? Like one of the most famous poets. Okay. Can you still see me? I can see you. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, oh, while e. E. you're pulling. Cummings is who I was thinking of. Wow. I really like wow. E. Love e. Cummings. <laughs> Daniel. I love E.E. E. Cummings. Love E.E. So e. Cummings, but. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I don't I don't really wow. like read a lot of Damn. poetry. And then I just I was like, oh, that's a really famous poet. Maybe I'll read some of that poetry sometime. And it's one of the few poets, famous poets that I've actually read um, poetry from. And I was like, I was like, oh, wow, this is why people like poetry so much. Because it's wow. really it's good. good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well discovered. I like it. <laughs> Yes. Coley, did you find one of this power? I did. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, so this is Power by Adrian Rich. Living in the earth, deposits of our history. Today, a backhoe divulged out of a crumbling flank of earth. One bottle amber, perfect hundred-year-old cure for fever or melancholy, a tonic. For living on this earth in the winters of this climate. Today, I was reading about Marie Curie. She must have known she suffered from radiation sickness. Her body bombarded for years by the element she had purified. It seems she denied to the end the source of the cataracts on her eyes, the cracked and separating skin of her fingers, till she can no longer hold a test tube or a pencil. She died... <laughs> But a famous woman denying her wounds, denying her wounds that, wounds that came from the same source as her power. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's dark, but it's powerful. Yeah. Is that like the style that you kind of go for? Yeah. Yeah. I find that's mainly where I'm gravitated towards. That's so that's cool. cool. Yeah. So, all right. I have a question for you. Yeah. When you, you said that you're doing a poetry workshop. Yes. What, all right. How do you do your workshops? Cause I actually attended a poetry workshop once and I really? was, I know this is like, this is how I found E.E. E. Cummings. Um, anyways, <laughs> when I say once, I literally mean one, <laughs> one time. So I am really curious if, uh, like the way you do it is similar to the way they did it in the one that I attended because it was very 
it was like super liberating, super empowering, super like creative, um, really avant-garde and unusual, but that's what made it super cool. So like, how do you do, how do you do yours? So I'm going to be fully transparent here. This mm-hmm. is the first time I'm actually running a workshop. All right. No wonder your shrink had to make an assignment for an outline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Totally. Well, I'm yeah. snapping because that's awesome. Hmm. It's exciting. It's yeah. very cool. What's the plan? I'm, I'm excited. Um, so my plan is to kind of introduce poetry to people who may not understand it completely um so basic concepts like you don't have to rhyme if you're not writing these specific kinds of poems um and then i'm gonna get into some figurative language like um tamesis which danny you might know because you like E.E. cummings he uses tamesis a lot and it's just an unusual break in the word Okay. So yeah. He uses he uses that tamesis a lot. That's cool. Um and personification and hyperbaton and all that fun stuff. That's my favorite uh, transformer, by the way, hyperbaton. That is like <laughs> my favorite. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds like a transformer. <laughs> I love, I love um, that. It's one of my every time I see hyper like it makes me it makes me laugh. It's like even if you have the Oxford, um, the Oxford English like dictionary, but there's one specifically for like poetry. It always makes me laugh. There's just so many yeah. good words. So many good yeah, words. There really are. Um, and then I'm gonna go through kind of some of the different styles of poetry. Nice. Um, and then my mentor, who's also a published poet, actually gave me an idea for an activity to do um, during the workshop because we're going to be outside and in nature. It's, I'm sorry, I'm loud. It's just like Danny's like getting mauled by an animal. Like you're just talking beautifully about poetry and your course, like your syllabus, and like Danny's just like about to have his jugular taken out by a small. Ah! And, very yeah. persistent ah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Help me. Okay, I'm um, sorry. Please, so okay. So, yes. Basically, I'm going to have the 15 or so participants in my workshop go and find something in nature. So, a feather, a rock, a leaf, something of that sort, and write about it literally. And then write about it in figurative language. Oh, that's a great exercise. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So it's like a good mix between educational and creative. Yes. Okay, well, this is amazing because this is a good opportunity for you to, like, give your, like, um, pitch then to the world. My pitch? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know what you mean by pitch. So if you could convince anyone to go to your poetry workshop at, is it called Lezapalooza? Lezapalooza, yes. man. Yeah. That is amazing. What would be your one line way of saying it? Um, Come or die. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, hard sell. Hard sell right off the bat. Sell. Yeah. Come just, you know. <laughs> Come or don't. It's still a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my pitch. Oh boy. 
Um, come learn how to write some kick-ass poetry. Oh my God! Yes. It. How about how about this? Um, what's the? I don't know. Okay, so it's grinder. That's the gay one, right? Is it Tinder? Okay. Is there one for lesbians that's different? Yes, it's called her. Her? Yeah. That is very appropriately named. <laughs> so you could just be like, up your her texting game. Come learn some poetry. There we go. Come learn I some like kick-ass poetry. Learn some kick-ass poetry. Like, because so everyone needs to step up, up their game. Her. Yeah. Totally pick up some ladies. Because you know what? <laughs> you you want the ladies that like poetry. That's the kind of lady exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't like poetry, I will only date people that do. I want you to look up that. <laughs> do you know what E.E. E. Cummings' poem this was, Danny? No, actually, um, I do like poetry. I just have never, like, learned a lot about it, I guess. Um, you just need to sit down with, like, a volume of poetry and. I do. You, yeah. That's yeah. like. But like you could get your glass of Chablis. Yes, my <laughs> my wine flavored alcoholic beverage. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, oh I, I do remember the poem actually. I was oh, what is it? it what is it? It's anyone lived in a pretty how town. Okay, will you read it? Sure. This poem, I just want to say, like something about it really, really like stuck with me, and I felt like I had to read it like several times. Because it's one of those poems that, like, almost doesn't make sense when you first read it. Yeah. But then when you, like, think about it, you're like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got to put my poetry voice on. You got it. Okay. Anyone lived in a pretty how town with up so floating many bells down. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. He sang his didn't, he danced his did. Women and men, both little and small, cared for anyone not at all. They sowed their isn't, they reaped their same, sun, moon, stars, rain. Children guessed, but only a few, and down they forgot as up they grew. Autumn, winter, spring, summer. That no one loved him more by more, when by now and tree by leaf, they laughed. She laughed his joy, she cried his grief. Bird by snow and stir by still, anyone's any was all to her. Someone's married their everyone's, laughed their cryings and did their dance. Sleep, wake, hope, and then they said their nevers, they slept their dream, stars, rain, sun, moon. And only the snow can begin to explain how children are apt to forget to remember with up so floating many bells down. One day anyone died, I guess, and no one stopped to kiss his face. Busy folk buried them side by side, little by little and was by was. All by all and deep by deep and more by more they dreamed their sleep. No one and anyone earth by April. Wish by spirit and if by yes. Women and men, both dong and ding, summer, autumn, winter, spring, reaped their sowing and went there came, sun, moon, stars, rain. So it's an interesting, like, it's it's like the cadence is very, like, typical, I think. And then um, what I what I felt was interesting about it is apparently what it means is that, like, we're all going to fade into obscurity, but our lives are worth living anyways. 
So like they, he never names who the people are by name. He just calls them anyone and someone because it kind of doesn't matter in the end. Right. It's very nihilistic in a way, but like in a beautiful sense. So that's good. I like that, Danny. Yeah. And that's the one poem I really (laughs) fallen in love with. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. By the way, if anyone out there is listening that hasn't gotten it, just seriously, get a Chablis like Danny, pick up a volume of poetry. And another one, I would, I would tell, recommend everyone to check out Mary Oliver, who's been my favorite for the last few years. Yes. Ooh, do you get to read a poem by Mary Oliver now, Diane? I can. I can. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Let me, let me look at my favorite so I don't butcher it. Because, you know, in my head, I've got it down, but, you know, I'm missing, like, a few here and there. Okay, this is... Hold on. This is Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. Love Mary Oliver. Love Mary Oliver. That was wonderful. Yeah. So affirming. Such a goodie. I always love that. If you grow up religious, you understand that that when, like, I heard that first line, it's like, you do not have to be good. You do not have to, like, walk 100 miles through the desert on your knees repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Coley. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're awesome. You're awesome. Will you let us know, will you fill us in on how the camp went and how the the poetry went? Yeah, absolutely. It's not happening until the end of next month. Oh, so we got some time. Yeah. All right. How exciting is that? Oh, my gosh. So, wait, where is Lezapalooza being held? In Jersey? In Sparta, yeah. Okay. Can I just say... That's the coolest name ever. <laughs> I'm really jealous. Like, it's, <laughs> why, didn't they, the, wait, why didn't the gay guys think of that? But like the cool gay version. Yeah, but the, what, <laughs> that, that is, but Lesapalooza is the cool gay version. So like, what would it be? Gayapalooza? What would it be? It's right. A, exactly. Nothing works as I don't well think as anything could be as clever as that. That's no. it's amazing. It's perfect. All right. So at least uh, anyone knows where to go if they're looking for a yeah. good time at the end of September. That just sounds like fun. And why yeah. don't you tell everyone what your uh, Twitter handle is too? That oh, way, yeah. if they want to follow you, they can follow you and keep right. They keep can track read your poetry, your poetry and buy your books and everything else. My Twitter handle, as well as my Instagram handle, is Coley Marie X. So it's K O L I Marie X. Nice. 
Awesome. We're all snapping. Thanks, Coley. Everyone Coley. at home is snapping Thank for you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Coley was amazing. She was amazing. A poet. I want to, like... I like, love I w- that we just had an impromptu poetry sesh. That was that awesome. Was so cool. I lo- I love poetry. I really do. I love. I mean, I I really. I love my Ben. I, there's just so many. I love my Ben Johnson. I love my Byron Keats and Shelley. I love. I love me some Yeats. I love me. Could some you Yates. recommend like just a general poetry book where like maybe people could could get some variety of poetry? Like for someone like me, like the uninitiated folk. Yeah. So there should be, there are probably hundreds of different kinds of this, just like an anthology of poetry. So like, but just, you know, like some of them will be like an anthology of English poetry, an anthology of American poetry, you know, but like if you get like an anthology of like global poetry from the beginning of time until now, there'll be some things in there that'll change your life. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look it up on Amazon. I'll, I'll, I'll find like a link for one and we can put it up. Like I'll, I'll find okay. one that looks like it has a good. Yeah. Yeah. An anthology of poetry from the beginning of, into- <laughs> from the beginning like of a, time. Yeah. And now. like a, like a global one. Cause you don't, you don't want right. like, and, and there are great specific, I mean, with the poetry that comes from every different culture on earth throughout time. I mean, you would, mm-hmm. the amount of volumes would be epic in scale. But, right. you know, if you can get a couple pieces from each different culture through each time period of the best of the best, yeah, it'll destroy your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's no, really good. So what else yeah. are you doing for the rest of the weekend? Tomorrow I'm going to have, like, a wonderful Sunday, like a day off, like a rest day. I'm going to do nothing. It's very because... biblical of you. Oh, yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even turning on a light switch, Diane. Oh, Wow. No. You're going. You're going full mm-hmm. Torah. Oh yeah, I might hire someone to do it for me. <laughs> I'm not going to do it myself because. <laughs> is that supposed? To, is that your New York Jewish like impersonation impression? No, that's just that's just me acting like a bird that's listening to you. I don't know why. I just felt it felt appropriate. I thought it was a very. On on the one hand, on the other hand, on the other hand, yeah. it's like it's like yeah. It's yeah. Like one of those things, like, oh, I was, I was in, I was in Jerusalem. This is true. I was in Jerusalem for Easter. Actually, I was in Jerusalem for Palm Sunday, right? And so, like, everyone's putting palm fronds all over the place. And the Christian in me was like, oh, that's magical. And the Jew in me was like, who's going to clean this shit up? That was awesome. That was awesome. That's what I feel like all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you visited Salt Lake City before? I'm sure you have. Yeah, like a lot of times. Is is that supposed to be like Mormon Mecca? Um, oddly, no. No. So no. So like the the interesting thing about Mormonism is that it's the restored, like it's like the primitive church. As in primitive as like when Jesus was on the planet, right? So, okay, which makes it completely, if you know any Orthodox Jewish people, it's almost identical to Mormonism. Just, just take Jesus in and out, you go. Like you got one, you got the other. It's pretty much it. So, um, it's like the restored. So it's so Jerusalem is obviously very important, and then um, 
the Book of Mormon was found by translated plates. Don't think that I'm not aware of how crazy it all sounds. I I am. Just just know that. They were found in New York of the peoples from Mesoamerica, Central and South America. Um, so that's important. Okay. But yeah, I I guess. I but it's like, yeah, it's where the, the head of the church is, like, you know, the the presidency of the church lives and stuff too. Okay. It's just but Utah is so, like So it's more Jerusalem though. That's like the important that's more like the Mecca, because it's still Christianity, basically. Yeah. Is what you're it's still yeah, it's still Christianity okay. and, and yeah. that's like that but so it's it's like the it's the weirdest uh that's, that's amazing. I I honestly like um I'm one of those people where I just find every religion to be fascinating. Um, they are like they're wild. Yeah. So um yeah, that's cool. I would love to learn more about Mormonism. It's uh, weird that like I will say this. So there there are Utah Mormons and then there's like the rest of the world Mormons. Like so Utah Mormons are their own special sauce where it's kind of like anywhere in the world with any religion where the culture has come to dominate the doctrine. And, like, they're not the same. Like, they're not the same. So, like, you've got, like, say, like, Islam, right? So almost everyone in the world, okay, we've got this kind of, this is fine. Mm -hmm. But then there are the people that the culture turns into something like ISIS, right? <laughs> like, it's like, right. not really in line with the, the original teaching. Yeah. Right. Not in line with it, but yeah. culturally has just taken over. Yeah. So um, I think I just realized that I just compared Utah Mormons to ISIS, but I I mean that I mean that not you I, I was it, it wasn't, was, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like a side by side <laughs> kind of thing. It was just saying when the, when the culture so like the Mormon culture is so weird in Utah and has like nothing to do with the doctrine, but you can spot like a Utah Mormon from like ten miles away. Like it is like oh hey yeah. yeah. I have been the, wanting to visit Salt Lake City. It's beautiful. It's and then like go up into the mountains, go to like Park City. I mean, it's just it, yeah. it's stunning. It's yeah. like such a stunning state. But yeah, it's it's wild. Like I don't feel particularly. It's not that I feel uncomfortable in Utah, but I'm just like these are not. You're like the whoa. Same. I'm a different kind of Mormon. Yeah, not it's that like, you're different, but like it's just a different culture a little bit. It's a different culture. So it's it's wild. It's like I've heard that like you have all these friends. So they grow up in other places. Right. So like, you know, you know, my friend that is Pakistani, but he grew up in Saudi Arabia at Aramco. And so Aramco is right. like this American enclave that it's it's insane. It's like Spielberg's America just in the middle of Saudi Arabia. So really? he grew up speaking English and with like a bunch of American kids and stuff like that, but he's Pakistan. You know what I mean? So yeah. when he goes, when he finally went back to Pakistan for the first time, he was like, who are these people? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. we don't have a lot in common. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's and like it, what we were yeah. talking with that one, uh, Am I the A-hole that we were reading where it's oh like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing, by the way. When you're from your original culture, like your culture that you are a part of kind of grows to be its own thing independent of that. Like, yes. like for me, it's funny because in the United States, I'm Mexican. But when I'm in Mexico, I'm just any other gringo. I just You're happen to any look... Any other American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting because, yeah, it's like 
well, it's religion about- or any anything that we can define ourselves by never is the sole defining feature of us, right? It's well, always God, it about like who be. we grew up around and the things you've been exposed to, the things you're that's, interested in. That's one reason I'm so like opposed to labels because like I think once you label anything, it limits its possibilities because you've categorized it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. that's why like even saying like, oh, I'm I'm gay, I'm straight, you're limiting your possibilities. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't met the right woman. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I have legitimately. Heard you say that. Yeah. And it's, but it's, so it's like, you know, like, and, and I don't feel like that's like on the horizon, but you have to leave the room open for possibilities. But it goes with anything. You know, like, I'm Mexican. It's like, oh, yeah, but you're still these all this other stuff. But, Diane. Yeah. Would you classify? Yeah. I'm just saying, if, would you use the label as non racist to define yourself? <laughs> Me? Yes. Are you non-racist? Uh, I think I think if you're white and you're, I'm kind of putting those... you in a corner here. No, I'm I I'm 100 racist, and I usually don't know that I am when I am. And you just have to hope that you're with people that love you enough that can point it out. That was a beautiful way of getting out of that corner that I tried to put you in. <laughs> <laughs> you're like. I'm gonna acknowledge that I have implicit biases it's, it's and true. just that <laughs> like, was that was gorgeous. That was the way the the ways that you have with words. <laughs> it is, but it's a hundred percent true too. Like I'm sure I've said some shockingly offensive things to people, like, <laughs> and had no idea. Okay, that doesn't I, make it right. I have a question. What's the yeah. most offensive thing that someone has said to you? without in like without meaning to like they didn't mean that they're to oh. be offensive oh people are horrible um they don't mean to be but people say it's usually something especially like at least like god you're you're so fat in person you know like something like that I'm just like and it's and it's less danny than like the words and like you're aware that you've put on weight like you're not you're not living in an under a rock like you know what's happening um, it's the, but it's the, it's the tone. It's like when they say it like that, like, God, you know, like they're like, wow, <laughs> wow. You know, like, just yeah. like, okay, okay. You like, I, we they're get like... it. Like, yes, yes. That's, but that's exactly right. So it's, it's more like, it's, that's, yeah. it's usually something yeah. like that. Um, oh, yeah. It drove me nuts, like, after... It's just that, yeah. But people say... Whatever. People say crazy stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy things. I've definitely had a lot of people be like, What? You're gay? But you don't act gay? That's so cool! Oh, my gosh. I'm like, wait, what exactly about not being gay is so cool? Compared to... Or, um... Gosh, eh. what Yeah. Weird. It's interesting. I guess, I guess they're trying. Oh. Yeah, that was that was more of a back in the day thing, though. So nowadays, nowadays, it I don't is really weird. Get those like things. we've talked about before, though. I think it is a truly bizarre thing that, like, at any point in anyone's life, anyone is expected to say out loud, "Who you like to fuck?" You know, <laughs> like it's just weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so. It's gonna have to beep that one. I'm sorry. I'm being really cussy tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. But like, it's it just like, it's so arbitrary. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to tell anybody what I'm into. Right. You know, yeah. 
nobody needs to know. Like, yeah. it's so weird that it's just like expected of a whole segment of the population. Like, oh, you have it is, to do this. It is interesting. I think that, like, I like your idea of like, I like that you're not really into labels because I'm really not into labels either. And I feel like the older I get, the more out of touch with the youth I get because I feel like the youth these days are like super into labels. Yes. Like, it's one thing to say, like, even when I say, like, gay or lesbian or bi or whatever, like, I really feel like those are more descriptors than they are labels. Yeah, right. Like, ways to, like, kind of describe, like, hey, this is, like... How you operate in the world. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, versus, like, I'm trying to think of, like, some of the most interesting labels that I've heard. But some of them are very, very, very specific. Very specific. And, and I'm almost kind of, like... Okay, if you're just trying to describe a very specific thing, why not just use a few extra words to just say it? You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Um, and and then you're not defined by it permanently. It's just kind of like, hey, this is kind of how I am. Well, it's kind of like it's it's weird. So it's like um cis, which kind of cracks me up. Uh because I'm like, like sisters? No, 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 like, yeah, thank you. Okay, you got me. You actually got me there for a second. But it's weird because I'm like, okay, like, honestly, if if calling me a sis, like, makes life easier for you, like, that's easier, like, awesome, go for it. It's great. You can also just say straight or, you know what I mean? Like, like, you don't... You know, you, you got enough going on. You don't need to come up with clever words for me. Like, I, like, <laughs> like, you got a lot. Of Although I will say this, Diane, um, yeah. with the whole Neil Aquamarine situation going on, I'm not a hundred percent sure you are, sis. <laughs> we'll never know, though. We'll never yeah. know. Cause... Well, because I don't have to say it. Yeah, no, it's right. amazing. Yeah. I'm like Harry Styles. I'm a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Isn't he? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so we're so we are right at an hour. So I'm going to ask you the famous question: What's the button that you want to add to the show this week? What's the button uh, that I want to add to the show this week? Oh, you know, I would just like to tell everyone: You know, when you get out of bed every morning, you get a choice. Because I like I, you know the last few years have been really rough and I've had like more than a few. And it's like, it's the unceasing, it's unceasing nature of the duty that I've been living that has made it just really abominable. Like a lot of times, but you realize today was like some sort of epiphany where I'm like, get off your ass, Neil, like just get over it and get on with it. Let it just, Get over it. You can wake up every day and decide you want to be a victim, or you can wake up every day and decide you want to be a victor. And, like, conquer the damn day. Just give it a whirl. Like, what do you have to lose? You got nothing to lose? Who cares? Like, you're going to die anyway. Like, you might as well give it your all. <laughs> and this is why I love nihilism. <laughs> But from someone that's like genuinely spiritual and that thinks, you know, like we're all going to heaven. But yes, because we're all going to die someday. Give it your best. Yeah. Give it your best. I love it. You you don't even know when it's going to happen, too. So, like, just give it your all. Let's just let's like give it our all. And all the junk that's happened to us and all the horrible things and the, the awful stuff that's ahead, I'm sure. 
for most of us. It's okay. It's all right. Let's just like, let's do this. But like, let's high five do it. Let's end on a high five, yeah? Yeah, all right. Yay. Yay. Where did I go? Look, that's a white person <laughs> high fiving, even. We're Yay. so bad at it. <laughs> it's because I was going for your hand instead of the camera. Yeah, well, no, and I, I just went off entirely. Like, I'm over here. Like, I'm. <laughs> I love it. No skills, no skills. Danny, you are an absolute delight. Thank you again for everything you do and being sweet. Coley was amazing. I'm so glad that, Coley, that you stopped by and that we got to have a bit of a poetry jam. Always fun. And um, everyone else, just have a good week. Let's try and be the victors. We're going to suck some of the time, probably a lot of the time, but let's give it a whirl anyway. And with that, thank you for listening, and we'll we'll see you next week. Bye, Danny. <laughs> Mm-hmm.